Hi, and welcome to the Small Business MBA. My name is Yasmin Ali. This is the last episode of sales for this cycle. So today we look at how to put it all together in terms of your sales strategy. I know that a lot of you are thinking that you're too small to have a strategy. After all, that's a big, complicated word. But at the end of the day, the best time to plan for being big is when we're small. And the best way to grow is to have a structured plan for how we're going to grow. Generally, sales strategies actually start with analyzing the competition and positioning yourself against them. But we'll cover this in more detail when we start looking at marketing as a distinct area of your business. I know that it's often difficult to separate these two, but for today, let's concentrate on the active elements of sales. At the end of the day, all that a strategy is, is a plan for how you will achieve your targets. So naturally, you need to start with target setting processes. Looking back at the last eight shows, you may want to look specifically at your sales pipeline and hunting and farming to help you set these targets. These will help you keep a sense of reality while still looking to stretch yourself by setting the target above what you know can be done. This cannot be a once-off static process. While you want to set your targets once for a period, you want to constantly monitor and adjust your pipeline depending on your sales activities. And you want to make sure that you keep an eye on the amount of time that you dedicate to hunting and farming. Remember that both are important, but what level you do either at is very much a matter of your industry, business size and number of people dedicated to sale, and even the age of the business. Remember that finding and following a benchmark is fine, but that owning your own standard is far more important. Now that you have a target, the focus moves to how you will achieve this. And a key element is how well your sales tools work. We explored a few sales tools. The first is understanding your selling fundamentals. Knowing what the basis of your sales message is helps you to understand your value proposition more easily. Essentially, knowing why you do what you do gives you a purpose in your sales that makes it easier for you to move forward confidently. The next sales tool is to understand your features and benefits and how to communicate them to your competitive advantage. This would help you to build a better sales script or approach, but they are also important in understanding what value you bring to your customers. Without providing excellent value for your customers, there is no real reason for your business to exist. Remember that your customers will typically buy your benefits, not the features, because they'll connect to the benefits on a more real and a more intrinsic way. That connection is what will convince your customers to trust you. You need to constantly work on those benefits until your customers realize that nobody does this better than you. In this way, you set yourself apart from them and essentially create a strong competitive advantage. All of your selling needs to focus on your competitive advantages so that your customer sees very quickly the value that you're creating for them. If you can convince your customers of the value that you create, then nothing is an obstacle. But we're getting slightly ahead of ourselves in the strategy. All of that work on the benefits and competitive advantage comes before we've even contacted the prospect. This work needs to happen so that when we do spring into action, we're ready to pitch. Now, when this will happen will depend on your sales process. In many ways, how often we pitch and how many calls we have to make will also be determined by our sales process. We need to ensure that we spend time verifying our potential clients and that we keep track of the process. 
Nothing is worse than having a potential client fall off the radar, so we need to build a system to ensure that we know where our clients are at all times in our sales pipeline. As your sales force becomes bigger, or if your business relies on a multitude of customers, I would strongly re recommend investing in an automated system. Of course, once we've made contact, we need to ensure that, we pre that what we present meets the needs of the client. In a busy world, often the entrepreneur who cuts through the clutter the quickest and solves the problem in the simplest way is the one that adds the most value and the one who therefore gets the sale. But often before that happens, we need to be able to talk the customer through their objections and their fears. As a small business, this can vary from price to credibility to reliability to being held responsible for previous businesses' mistakes. The key to handling objections is to listen and provide clear answers. A key piece of the sales strategy that entrepreneurs often forget is that they need to close the sale ask for it or start talking about delivery. In the end, nobody's going to give you what you don't ask for. After the break, I unpack how to build your sales strategy for your business with one of Racecorp's sales and marketing guides. Join me for that. Welcome back. I'm now joined by Daryl Price, who's going to help us unpack our sales strategies. Daryl, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> okay, so in, in, in your words, um, what is a sales strategy? So I think we need to simplify this thing called strategy because it can be quite daunting. It's for a big an scary word. It's a big scary thing that it sounds like only big corporates have to do, right? Mm. Um, but it's not. It's essentially, if we had to boil it down, it, it is just a plan. Yeah. It is a plan on how you're going to sell, yeah. who you're going to sell to, and how often you're going to sell. Okay, but surely the answer to how often we're going to sell is all the time. Well, that might be true for super <laughs> salespeople, but these are, you know, the, the entrepreneurs that I deal with are busy people. Mm -hmm. They're juggling operations, finances, marketing, sales. Um, just trying to run their business and keep their customers happy. So it's really important that you have a plan that tells you, okay, for this amount of time, I'm going to dedicate this day, this, these few hours uh, to my sales, uh, my sales efforts. So the when, I'm, uh, when are you going to sell really comes down to making sure that you make time to sell. Absolutely. And I think th that's often where we fall short. We don't dedicate enough time or other things come mm. up. And let's be honest, a lot of the time, sales is not your most favorite mm. part of uh, being an entrepreneur for some people. Yeah. And um, for a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they really need to become very disciplined and set time aside and dedicate that time to sales. So let's just talk about that time for a little longer because mm. a lot of entrepreneurs um, think that the only, the only time that they need to dedicate to sales is the actual presentation that they're doing to, right. to a client or when they're actually physically going out there. Mm. I want to talk about the sales process for just a little bit because you know that's, uh, that's time that you need to dedicate on an ongoing basis. So how m I know that it's the how long is a piece of string sort, mm. of, sort of scenario, but mm. how much time should an entrepreneur be dedicating to their sales? Well, it depends. If, if you're in a, a high volume business, mm. then you need to be selling, like you said, most of the time, almost all of the time, mm. because you need to get the numbers through. 
if you are an entrepreneur who is selling you know um, one product or yeah. service every three or six months then you might need to dedicate less time to the actual sales effort but to know that when you invest time in sales it is valuable time and you're speaking to the right people but on average I would say uh, for my entrepreneurs I'd like them to spend at least a quarter of their time mm -hmm. focusing on sales Okay, so one of the episodes that we had was on hunting and farming. Right. So how much of that 25% should be spent hunting? How much of that time should be spent farming? That's how long is a piece of string question <laughs> because um, it, really depends, it really depends on what types of customers you're after. Um, some entrepreneurs would, ha would need to spend half, half and half. Mm -hmm. Some would only need to spend time on hunting and some on farming. Um, so it really depends on what you're selling. Okay. And this is where your sales strategy comes into place. Because if you have a plan in place, okay, mm. so let's not call it a strategy. Let's just say it's a plan on mm -hmm. how you're going to go about selling. The first step you would want um, to take is to write your plan down. Okay. Because a lot of times we have the best intentions, but they're all in our heads. And we need to get them down on paper so that it becomes real. But writing it down makes it real and then and then I can't go back on it and, 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 and after all this is my business I should be able to change things especially if things aren't going right. Ex exactly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should be in a position where you are motivating yourself mm. to go out and sell and to write it down is essentially your your plan your commitment to going out and looking after one of the most important elements of your business which is mm. generating sales. Look, the sales um, feed the finance, feed the everything else. So the sales feed are the, the lifeblood. Ooh, didn't quite think of it that <laughs> way, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about setting targets. Okay, right. because in my mind, that's always the first part of the of the plan. We right. need to know what we're what we're shooting for in order to know where we're aiming. Right. Right. How do you set a sales target? So a lot of my entrepreneurs are service businesses. Yeah. Okay, so we can take that example. So say for example, I'm an air conditioning repair service company. Okay. I know that um, my target in my head for the year is, let's say a million rand. Okay. Okay, so I can then break that million rand down by, by month. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that I need to sell 80,000 rands worth of my services um, every month um, otherwise, I'm not going to reach my target. Okay. So that's a good way to first of all start tracking your progress. Okay. Okay, so we write that down in the plan. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is our target per month. I then know, based on my experience of two years repairing aircons, that a typical service is about 10,000 Rand. Okay. So I can do a quick calculation and say that I need to sell eight services, mm -hmm. service contracts or, or service um, engagements per mm -hmm. month. Okay, so that's, that's my target. Then I can, I can work it back and say, well, to get eight sales, I need to contact so many customers. Mm. Now, that so many customers, I can determine based on my history. Okay. So if I know that only one out of every 10 customers that I contact mm. calls me for that service, I need to phone 10 times that. So I need to make 80 phone calls or 80 visits in that month. You see, now you're combining two of the least favorite things of most entrepreneurs. Um, the one is, is selling and the other is numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But at the end of the day, sales really is a numbers game, isn't it? It is a numbers game. It the really more you is. get out there, the more, the more you're going to get right. The more you pick up the phone, the more you increase your odds, mm -hmm. and the more you, you have a better chance of realizing that target that you've set. 
Okay, so now we've 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 contacted uh, we've contacted them. We have our 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 when and our how much time needs to be dedicated down. Right. Let's talk about the what. Let's talk about let's talk about the what do I sell okay. um, piece, which you know is really the crux of your mm. business. That's right. So I mean, we, when we look at the what, we we often look at um, what are we selling and what no what need are we fulfilling yeah. for the customer. And when we look at needs, then we start thinking, well, what am I actually selling? Am, am I selling a product? Mm -hmm. Am I selling a feature? Or am I selling a benefit? Mm. And where we want to get to is we want to be selling benefit yes. to our customers. And we do that by proving the value of our product to those customers. So that'll help us determine what we're selling. If we look at our customers, mm. and we look at what they need, what their pain points are, we can then determine if we have the right product. And if we don't, we can start designing the right product for them. So let's go back to our, our aircon rep repair guy. What is he selling? So he could be selling convenience. Yeah. He could be selling um, comfort. Yeah. Because you know it could be hot and uh, people in an office are, are struggling and they're, they're less productive. So he could actually be selling you know the time value of money, or he could be telling, selling um, comfort for the employees, which could mm -hmm. translate mm -hmm. for his customer into better profitability and better profits. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. So, so you're telling me he can't just go in there and say, "I'm an aircon repair guy. Give me work." Well, he can, but his success rate will be lower than somebody who is going in to sell true value to a business and something that that business really really needs let's talk about needs for for a second because a lot of entrepreneurs um, really don't get to the crux of what is the customer's need or what is their pain right um, I think and I think that's one of the biggest questions how do I determine my customers pain how do I determine their needs so a good first step is to speak to them <laughs> <laughs> ironically <laughs> enough <laughs> you know to ask them um, that's that's the first thing mm. I would suggest the other thing that entrepreneurs could do is to do some research. Yeah. So to to start, you know, there's a lot of information online. There's a lot of information about your actual mm. target customer that you can get. So as an example, I could understand that Raiscorp has five branches um, in these locations. So I can then go to them with a specific product to assist them in the areas that they need that product. Six, but okay, we'll let we'll let that oh, one okay, slip. Sorry, <laughs> they, they keep growing. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna just keep on this what for a second though, because because I think that um, once companies and and I mean you and I have both seen this with with our entrepreneurs, once companies understand the value that they're creating um, for their clients, that really that really is the key to unlocking your sales. Absolutely, from my experience. absolutely, because it, it also makes the sales cycle a lot shorter. Mm -hmm because you get to the heart of, of what the customer needs um, a lot quicker. Yeah. And it also takes away a lot of the fear because I think a lot of the fear in sales yeah. is, you know, I don't want to just be like everybody else. And I'm sure my customers received 10 phone calls just like mine. Um, so it's really important that we get to exactly what's going to create value for that customer and get to that straight away on the phone call. Okay, we're running out of time, but I want to talk about rejection in sales because that is one of the biggest fears that a lot of entrepreneurs have. How do you deal with rejection? Well, normally you sweep it under the carpet and, and move on. But um, it's, it's something that's real for most mm. people. 
And I think what's really important is for entrepreneurs not to take it personally yeah. and to understand that sometimes customers don't need that exact service mm. right then and there um, and that it's not a personal rejection. How do I separate a personal rejection from a business rejection? Well, by speaking to your customer. So um, what I often ask my entrepreneurs to do is to go back to customers who have said no to them yeah. and to ask them why. Feedback. Feedback. Feedback, the, the breakfast of champions. <laughs> Daryl, thank you so much for being here and for helping our viewers out there unlock their sales strategy. My pleasure. Good luck to all of them. After the break, we come back and we wrap up this segment as well as your sales strategy. Join us for that. Welcome back. Today we've talked about the importance of having a sales strategy and how to start building your sales strategy. I know that it's daunting, but it's such a fundamental part of your business that without a plan, you are doomed to fail. So the first step is pretty simple. Write down what you want to achieve, both in your sales targets and with the strategy as a whole. Have a clear picture of why you're doing this and why you need sales in your business. If you do not have a clear picture, creating a strategy becomes very hard. Next, figure out what you need in order to achieve this. How many sales calls do you have to make based on your sales history? How many pitches do you have to do? Often it also comes down to how many sales per week or even per day you need in order to achieve your target. Next, what do you need in order to close the deal? What is it that your customer is buying that needs to be an integral part of your competitive advantage? And how well does this come across in your message? At the end of the day, sales is hard and inevitably you will experience rejection. But without sales, you have no business. So remember the successes that you've experienced. Take a deep breath and do it all over again. Thank you for joining me on the sales journey. Next week, we tackle a new learning trail as we build our business one trail at a time. Until next time, goodbye.